Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. And the ball game's over, and the Giants have won Super Bowl 46. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Right back at it on the fan, halfway through another five-hour KM to AM on a football Friday. Second time joining us, I'm happy to bring back in Charlotte Carroll, who covers the G-Men on The Athletic. Charlotte, are you there? I am here. Thanks so much for having me back on. First off, thank you for taking time out of your Friday night. It is hard to book people on Friday night because once Friday comes, people are checked out. I work the night shift on Friday, sometimes till 12, sometimes at 2 a.m. But most of my friends, colleagues, people, they're like, nah, bro, not, no, not, I can't, not on Friday. <laughs> no, I've been there when I've worked the the fun 4 a.m. to midnight shift or 5 to 1. So I've, I've been there and I'm happy to help out when I can. Okay, so let's start off with this article today. I've had Dan Duggan on. He's great. You're great. I mean, you guys do a great job covering the Giants. And, I mean, this story took all week to talk about and uncover. And I saw you put out there, in case you missed it, you know, Dan Duggan broke down how the Wink Martindale-Brian Dable relationship uh, deteriorated. And, I, I mean, I guess we saw during the season, but all of the players spoke, and they said they had no idea. Maybe they're great actors, liars, too. But as reporters, you guys were there. Like, what surprised you the most from this whole falling out? And what did you uncover and Dan uncover, um, you know, through your your writing, your research, your reporting on this whole situation with the head coach and the defensive coordinator? Yeah, I think the biggest thing from, from Dan's story and what we've learned is that this isn't something that just happened this week um, and kind of disintegrated. It's something that's been ongoing, not only this whole season and the, the cracks showed with the Blazer report, earlier this year, um, but also last year, too, there were little inklings. So it's not something that should come as a surprise to anyone, the way it might have like played out on Monday, and kind of the standoff was a little unexpected, I suppose, but the, the relationship kind of coming apart isn't too crazy. Yeah, you know what's funny? There's a lot of talk about Brian Dable screaming. I played football, didn't make it, but I played football in college, two colleges and high school. There's always a coach that screams. That's a part of it. Like, not everybody is the tender, pull you to the side, put their arm around you and talk. Like, sometimes you're not going to get results like that. Also, there's two kinds of players. Some guys don't respond to the yelling. Some guys do. I don't care about the yelling at all. And here in New York, we have the opposite on the other side of MetLife in Rob Sala. 
I don't think I've ever seen the guy raise his voice. I don't think I've ever seen the guy yell at a player at all. I think that's fine. Now, conversation popped up on the fan about Bill Belichick becoming available. And he's got history with the Giants and the Jets. And some people actually floated the idea of the Giants uh, being interested in, in Bill Belichick. Can, can you tell our audience why that would never happen? And why Brian Dable and, and Joe Shane, like, those are your guys for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I think that was, someone shot that down, I saw in a report, and it's just kind of unthinkable to have that happen. It is a, a Belichick system with Dable in charge, um, but I cannot imagine them anytime soon bringing uh, Belichick in to be under Dable. Dable's here, he's got his job, um, he's in the process of looking for two coordinators and, and potentially a third, depending on what happens with offensive coordinator Mike Kafka, who actually just completed an interview today with the Titans. But uh, he, he's in charge for it now, and so is Joe Shane. Yeah, I mean, this year, I mean, so Dable used to work for um, Belichick in New England. Like, there's no way. I took a call the other night, or I had a call. I didn't actually take it, where they were like, could Belichick possibly come and be the defensive coordinator under Dable? No, no, no. He's chasing Shula's record. He's 15 wins away as a head coach. Why would he take a D coordinator position? Now, I mean, it's all jokes. It's all fun and games. But, I mean, Dable did actually defeat. Belichick this year and that was during the whole Tommy Cutlets era and uh not era but like you know month that we were all hyping up Tommy. An era. We'll count it. I guess it was an era but I feel like era's got to be like he's Taylor still- Swift <laughs> yeah Taylor Swift can't help the Chiefs this week um but Tommy Tommy still got the pen he's got to write more to his era that was just the beginning but I did enjoy it. I, I've said it, it was the best story that we had in New York football all year. Now, what do you think happens with Tommy DeVito? Do you think he comes back? Do you think he's a backup? Do you think he competes for the starting job? Because here on the fan, we have people calling in and hosts saying he was better than Daniel Jones. He should be the Giants' starting quarterback. <laughs> Not me. I never for a second entertained that. <laughs> I think, I mean, he's earned himself some playing time and he's definitely earned himself like a career as a backup with the play that he displayed at least um he earned just more of a career than just one season for what he was able to do and to prove that he could can make it in the nfl a little bit i think he'll be around i believe he's under contract um so he'll be around in the spring you know just there as a as an option uh especially with daniel jones still recovering from an acl so kind of right now he's the guy who's going to be throwing in the spring whether he's Competing for Daniel Jones, I don't think that's going to be the case at all. Uh, front office has said when Daniel's healthy, he's the QB. Obviously, that's very dependent on when he's healthy and, and the way that recovery timeline goes and rehab. So we'll see what happens there. But I don't think we're going to be watching a, a Tommy DeVito, Daniel Jones battle for starter. If we yeah. are, I've got a lot of questions. I mean, obviously, he's uh, he does. I think he makes like not even ten percent of what Daniel Jones makes. So. He's cost-effective. I see Tommy DeVito. The kid lives 15 minutes away from the stadium. I see him as the guy that if, you know, you know, guys want to run some routes, he can go throw for them in the practice facility. I see him as the OTA quarterback. If they want to bring him back, I think he wants to be there. He chose to be there. And I think that's, you know, he's a, a good enough practice arm, um, and he can continue to work on his game and develop his game under Dable. But I do not think he's an NFL starter. I never did. I always looked at that as that's Brian Dable coaching. That's Brian Dable's scheme and Mike Kafka's scheme. They're getting the most out of this young man. They're preparing him. At first, they didn't let him throw a pass or not downfield, you know, just a check down or 
little, you know, uh, running back pass in the rain. But then, you know, he evolved and, and that went on. So, you know, I'm mentioning Daniel Jones. And here's the question for you. I've been putting this out on the last couple of days that I've been on. I did the math, right? <laughs> Kyler Murray got hurt on December 12th, 2022. He had his surgery January 3rd, 2023. He came back to the NFL to play November 12th, 2023. That's 11 months, exactly 313 days. So I went and got the little calculator out, and I crunched some quick numbers in math. Daniel Jones got hurt on November 5th. He had his surgery on November 22nd of this past year, 2023. If I do the math for 314 days, one more day, one more day after uh, it took Kyler Murray, Let's say Daniel Jones needs at least one more day to return to the NFL. He wouldn't be ready to play until October 1st. So for all the folks that are thinking that Daniel Jones is going to be ready to be the starting quarterback for training camp, what do you say to that timeline? What do you say to his rehab? What do you say to Daniel Jones' future if you had to guess or if you had to guess or you know put a time frame on it? Yeah, I mean, I think it's really hard to compare to other players. Everybody is different, and I know that sounds like doctor talk. But it's the truth. We don't really know what's going to happen in the recovery process, like what might pop up if there's any uh, any setbacks or anything like that. Not that there have been, but you never know what might happen along the way. So it's really hard to compare. Um, my, I think Dan Duggan actually had taken in one of the stories when this first happened, and I'll have to go back and find it now, of comparing not just that Kyler Murray was on there, but there were some other notable quarterbacks who tore their ACL and like, how long it took for them. I'm going to have to I'm going to definitely go look at that after we talk, what the process was on uh, the time frame for there. But I think the Giants are going to do everything to have another option ready in, in case that Daniel is not ready. Like, obviously, Daniel is going to do everything that he can. He's been at the facility. We see him. He's going to do his rehab at New York. He's actually walking around pretty well when we've seen him. He's, he's been around. He's not in crutches or anything. Um but they're going to use maybe free agency. They'll use the draft. Kind of that's all up in the air right now of what they're going to do to get someone else who, who could possibly be the starter if, if Daniel's not ready. Yeah, I mean, I root for Daniel Jones. And when I looked at Kyler Murray, I just looked at Kyler Murray as a superior athlete, a uh, smaller guy with less of an injury history and way less stress out there in Arizona versus being here in New York where he had to go through a few weeks of people saying that Tommy DeVito was a better quarterback than him. I, I root for Daniel Jones because he has had it rough here in New York from the time they called his name as the sixth overall pick until right now still. So I'm rooting for him and his recovery and him to be ready to go and reclaim his spot. But you got to think about that number six overall pick in the draft. And with the quarterbacks that are coming in, uh, they have an opportunity to trade up. They have an opportunity to stay where they are. But really, it's an opportunity for Shane and Dable to go get the quarterback of their choosing after a winner of scouting, watching film, I know Shane said he's done more work on this draft than any other Giants draft since he's been here. Makes sense. But I really think this is their time. I think the Daniel Jones contract is perfect for it. I think that this is their time to go zero in on the quarterback they want. Pick up the phones if they got to trade up. But, like, go get the guy you want. Brian Dable got the most out of Tommy DeVito. He had 300-yard passing games from Tyrod Taylor, who you know couldn't complete a two-yard pass to win the game. And he also got the best season out of Daniel Jones, which ended up with a playoff victory on the road. Get him a young quarterback that he can mold, that he can teach. And then you see what the Giants can do with the GM, head coach, and quarterback moving forward. What do you say to that? 
Yeah, I mean, I think that's a very reasonable answer and very reasonable game plan, especially when we they're coming from Buffalo. They brought in Josh Allen. You know, Dable was the Josh Allen whisperer. We've seen how well that's turned out. So it makes sense. I think the question is, like, time frame of this now is, like, is there going to be pressure? How much pressure is there going to be to kind of win out next year? Like, if they bring in a young quarterback, does that buy them another year on the hot seat? Is the hot seat on for year three with what's happened with Wink and special teams and how many people have had to be fired this season? So do they need a playmaker immediately? Do they go for, like, a number one wide receiver with that option? Obviously, the offensive line needs some work. I don't know if they'll be drafting another offensive lineman. They probably need to bring in some veteran, veteran guys there. But it's kind of that question of do they take the risk of bringing in their own quarterback or do they kind of go for the immediate – you know, let's get the playmaker in. And do they like have a guy that they could that they're comfortable moving up for? So I was reading an article today, and I just I don't know. I'm I'm no Giants fan, but the writing is on the wall. I see I see the vision. I see what they're doing. I was reading an article today on Giants Wire that said the Giants are among the league's best in 2024 offseason capital, and it went on to say that entering the offseason, they've got multiple needs, but like out of all 32 teams, they're ranked fifth in terms of best offseason resources when you talk about uh, their draft stock, where, they, where they're going to be picking in the draft, and the money that they're going to be um, you know, shedding or that they can move on from, now is the time, in my opinion. So let's talk about Saquon Barkley. Do you think Saquon Barkley gets tagged? I don't. Do you think Saquon Barkley returns? I also don't. Oh, that's, <laughs> I know it's going to be divisive among fans. I don't think he's back based on the tone, unless it's negotiating. Um, but the way he was talking as we kind of ended the season and, and where his head was at, um, I don't think so. And I don't think the Giants, I don't know if the Giants could use the tag on him again. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, when they have so many other needs, but it is Saquon and he's a franchise guy, franchise player. He wants to be here, but I think he's kind of accepted. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can and overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. In reality, of like, you know, he just wants to get paid and he wants a deal that's fair. And that was a quote out of his mouth last week. Um, is he just wants a deal that's fair. Yeah, I just, I think the writing is on the wall. It is what it is. Now, they got to put their coaching staff together. 
I thought it was extremely fast, almost peculiar how quick they found their new offensive line coach. I'm like, they, they just figured out how to get Wink to resign, and here comes Carmen Brasillo. I just saw a clip today of him talking to Dexter Lawrence and saying, hey, you know, I really respect your game and how you play. Lawrence saying you guys did a heck of a job. I think that was something that was in motion weeks ahead. I made a joke the other night. Like, you go 2-8, and eight, you start thinking about who you're going to fire, who you're going to bring in, and what you're going to do in the offseason. You got to go through the motions. You got to make the fan base believe you're not tanking and trying to win. But I think they had Carmen circled, and now he's the new offensive line coach. What do you know about him, or um, what do you expect from him and changes with this offensive line? Yeah, no, I, I've heard good things. Um, Dan actually was able to talk to his old mentor in uh, New England. He worked for the you know legendary offensive line guy up there, so that's great. Um, and he had just great things to say about what he's been able to do and who he is in person. Um, and I, I guess the time frame of it, it was fast and it was speedy. But you see across the league, they're getting all their requests blocked for special team yeah. coordinator, at least. Um, so it might have been, too. It's like if they like this guy, they had one of their requests blocked for um, the offensive line with the Falcons. And if they liked Carmen, why not get him now? Because the new guy could come in in Vegas, decide to keep him, block that request if that ends up happening. So they kind of, you know, that's one way to look at it. But, yeah, it was fast to kind of whatever, whatever else has been happening. Um, but no, I've heard good things about what he's been able to do and he's been able to, too, kind of work with crazy situations like Las Vegas and in, in 2022 had a, a ton of movement on their line just because of injuries and circumstance, kind of what we saw in New York this year. And they were able to, to play a really strong season only at 35 sacks, which was tied for ninth fewest in the league. So I think that, that's got to be encouraging to Giants fans coming off 85 sacks this season, at 85 sacks allowed, excuse me. You mentioned how they're, you know, the Giants are being blocked, and I, I consistently am on this radio station telling people that these sports, like these teams, are competing when they're not competing. It isn't just the games; they're competing in the draft. They're competing for coaches. Like they can literally, there's rules that say we can block your request. No, you can't interview our coach. The Carolina Panthers, the Atlanta Falcons, the Los Angeles Chargers all rejected the Giants' request this week. Now, uh, with Wink Martindale. Right, We saw how that all shook out, and I think there's a fear here that Wink Martindale joins the Eagles, and then it's like, oh, no, Wink knows all the secrets. He knows where some of the bar- the, the bodies are buried. Um, do you think Wink is spiteful like that? Spiteful or not, it's just business. But do you see Wink Martindale joining the Philadelphia Eagles? We know that they're going to be looking for somebody else. We know that they're going to be interested in a new defensive coordinator. I mean, as a fan of the drama, that'd be fun. Right. <laughs> I'm sure Giants fans will not like that if that ends up happening. But, I mean, it's kind of a fun thing. Or Cowboys, depending upon what happens, even Commanders, too. I mean, there's so many <laughs> – a lot of places you can end up in the NFC. is basically everywhere. He could, he could end up in things. Dallas. Dan Quinn is about to move yeah. on. Yeah, there's a lot of ways this could shake up. Or he could just end up in a completely different division. Um, so I'm not sure yet where he'll go, um, what will happen there. It's, it's fun and, and dramatic to think about for the storyline for that first matchup if it is an NFC rival. For those just tuning in, we're on the phone with Charlotte Carroll from The Athletic. She covers the New York Giants. So Mike Kafka, right? Mike, Kaf- Mike Kafka's staying. Um, when the press conference ha- happened at the end of the season, he, uh, you know, Dable said he expected Kafka and Wink back. Obviously, they did some things to upset Wink. Wink is now gone. Kafka is interviewing. He just interviewed with the Titans, but I think he comes back. And I also put him in the equation as far as them finding the quarterback. And I think you got a good three guys between Shane, Dable, and Kafka going to look at 
Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, Michael Penix Jr., Bo Nix, whoever it might be, to make a decision. Do you expect Mike Kafka to come back, or do you think somebody's going to steal him away? I don't know. I mean, we'll see how the Titans interview went. If he'll get any more requests. Um, right now, it's, it's just that one. He was a hot commodity last year. He had four uh, teams were interested. Obviously, the season that they had this year kind of slows it down, but he's still a young young coach. He's very well respected, comes from uh, the Chiefs tree um, and, and that whole kind of circle. So he's very well respected, and, and he's a, a good offensive-minded guy. I wouldn't be surprised if there's more interest, but again, the season that they had might have dulled it. Um, but if he does stick around, that's, that's only a benefit for the Giants because he's you know an NFL guy himself, played quarterback, so he has that connection. And I was even thinking about, too, the other day of, like, if he sticks around, obviously Dable's going to have that influence. And with the new court, if they do get a quarterback, Dable will have a lot of influence there. But he's not going to be, like, the main guy in his ear because he's the head coach. He's got so much to deal with. So it will fall on Kafka. It'll fall on Shea Tierney, who's the quarterback's coach. So what those two guys especially can do, if there's a new guy, what happens there? Oh, I'm not going to keep asking anything. I'm, one more thing, actually, I'm going to throw in while I have you. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I've been on record. I've been on record saying the Titans don't have a clue. I've been following the trail. They they went from saying that Mike Vrabel was going to be their coach to saying that he would have something to do with the organization to firing him, showing the door. I watched uh, Amy Adams Strunk and what she had to say. I'm like, they don't know what they're doing over there. Um, they're trying to interview Antonio Pierce. They're trying to interview Mike Kafka. But now I see that the Giants interviewed Titans defensive coordinator Shane Bowen, who had been with Mike Vrabel over there for the last couple years. Um, I'm I'm asking you this. Like, how confident are you that the moves that Dable is going to make to now reshuffle his coaching staff, that they're going to pay dividends next year? There's so many Giants fans that thought highly of Wink Martindale, and he's respected through all NFL circles. But now we've got a potential Shane Bowen or whoever knows who it's going to be. But do you expect to see, like, okay, Dable is making this team in his own image. It's his squad. Him and, and Shane are attached at the hip. They're going to be better for it than they were two years ago because the bar was set so high in this rebuild to win nine games to go and get into the playoffs right away, win a playoff game. They have to return to the playoffs. Do you expect that next year? Or do you think this is going to be a little bit longer of a process? I don't know. I think it depends, as we were talking about earlier, if they draft a quarterback. Like, I think they buy some time if they draft a quarterback. If they, or Not that if they draft a quarterback. But if they get one of those top guys and yeah. he's going to be starting in place of Daniel Jones, I think there's a little bit more time built in. If they end up with Daniel's healthy, if they stick with him, whatever situation they run with, um, I think there's more pressure and the heat's on them to make the playoffs and they're kind of in a hot seat situation. Um, so depending upon how that works out, I think is, is my answer. I know that's like a cheap answer, but I think it's the truth. I mean, it, I, but I, so that's how you feel. Yeah, yeah, no, it's hard to predict. The current roster, the way it stands, they're not making the playoffs next year. But depending upon what they do with it and, and the coaching staff, and if you're a fan, you have to believe that what they're bringing in is going to make this team better. Um, and that, you know, the building will kind of, you know, get some feng shui and, and go through what it needs to go through to be able to kind of pull it together for next season. You know, Charlotte, I knew that they were doomed when they named 10 captains. Too many Chiefs, not enough Indians. You don't need 10 captains on a football team. They yeah, ended up we'll trading one. They traded Leonard changes. Williams away. How you trade one of your captains? Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll see if that number goes down, if that lesson was learned. But, I mean, hey, I guess it worked if, you know, the tension wasn't felt by players. As we talked about throughout the year with the coaching staff. I mean, 
they kind of handle the locker room side of things. So and the captain part, I guess, works there. But I, I don't know. Ten captains is, is a lot. Ten captains is too much. It doesn't make any sense. You don't need that many captains. Like, uh, and, and most of those guys that they name captains that they put captaincies on are not going to be on the team next year. So I guess just Dexter Lawrence and, uh, I don't know, Andrew Thomas. That's good enough. Dexter Lawrence on defense, Andrew Thomas, Thomas on offense. Done. You don't need any more captains than that. Maybe weekly, you know, to, for the coin toss or whatever. But ten captains, when I saw that, I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. This isn't going to be good. And look how it ended up. Charlotte, I don't want to take up any more of your Friday night. Thank you for joining us tonight. You're great. Perfect. Thanks for having me on, and good luck with the rest of your Friday. Have fun. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.